let me say that the political if you like, the political big This is the News Made of Students podcast. It's myself, Lex, here with my boy Ace. You're not middle class, you're not black white. Joy, one podcast at a time, discussing all things. Statistically, it looks like in London yeah. right now, yeah. this is predominantly a problem of young black teenage boys. Yeah. Yeah. Like this... Yo, yo. Yo, my guy. How are you, bro, bro? I'm all good, man. Thank God. Uh, episode, what, 44? 44. Yeah. 44. Reckon up the numbers, man, but yeah, bro. All good, all good, all good. How are you? Yeah, we give thanks to God, man. It's been going off this past week. It's been going off yeah. actually for quite a while. Yeah. Well, 44 episodes. But, <laughs> but um, I think the, the kind of like the pressure piling on in terms of just like the state of society and a wider community of all of all of all people right now yeah no facts um but also the the, the misery and the, the the sheer disregard for the people who are suffering the most is still being piled on by those who are in power and those who who control the purse strings and honestly, bro, I just feel like, you know, after we spoke about this before, like the slaps in the face are just way too much now, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many times? How can she keep slapping? How can she slap? <laughs> How can she slap? <laughs> honestly. Bro, man, honestly, yeah. Bro, when I look at it, yeah, and, and obviously, this, speaking particularly about the, um, the expenses, the personal expenses. Uh, of Prince Patel, which have uh, leaked to, I don't know, I guess it can't, it should, technically didn't leak because it is public information. So... It, it uh, feels like a leak under this government because this government... It feels, yeah, it feels like one of them things, like those receipts, it feels like one of them things where you, you put underneath the pile so no one could notice it, but someone really went through the whole thing with a fine tooth comb and said, nope, everyone got to see this shit. And, bro, for me, it's just like, how can... During a global pandemic, the numbers, the math just was a mathing, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm seeing 77 grand on eyebrows. Like, how? Wow. Why is even personal, why is personal maintenance even part of the, why is that a personal allowance? I don't, I don't, I don't know why that should be constituted as a personal allowance. Like, someone obviously probably more, more than us would have to let us know, but. It just doesn't fathom why that's a personal allowance thing. Like, bro, it's so funny because the this government, yeah, the Tory government in particular, believe that taxpayers' money shouldn't be used for the NHS, shouldn't be yeah. used for public transport, shouldn't be used for education, shouldn't be yeah. used for like um, any like those public services, but should be used for their own personal expenses. Should be used for when they want to date. Should be used for when they want to give out contracts out to private people, and should be used for bailing banks. But tax that everyday people should make shouldn't be used to take care of them. Yeah, that's, that's mad. Not to be coming across. That's that. It's 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 mad to me, bro. Because it just 
you know, from well, pretty Tom Holland been having good press since. Well, let's be honest, since her appointment as Home Secretary, to be honest. But uh, well, depending on who, who, what, what news, what news uh, paper you read or what um, news channel you watch. But um, you know, the last the last two weeks have been very testing times for us as citizens. Um, firstly, from the protest bill or the, the, amend, the amendments you made to the protest bill, uh, which obviously infringe on our basic human rights or civil liberties in this country that stop us from protesting. Yeah, <laughs> stop us from saying that this is wrong. So do something about it. They're trying to stop that. <laughs> like, bro, like, you know, this country, again, applauds itself on its um, the freedoms it allows its citizens to have to have freedom of speech, um, freedom to criticize the government, and then also one of the ones that they freedom to also criticize the government in public, in the form of de- uh, of a demonstration or a form of protest. Yet now they've made the, the the parameters of that even more stringent that you can't even make noise outside of a public building. But the whole point of protest is to be seen and heard. So how does that make any sense? Hmm. It doesn't make any sense at all. The sense it makes is for the sense of suppression. If it was to make sense, it wouldn't really make sense in terms of a democratic standpoint, which is why you can see that the unrest in Bristol is so is so pure and unwavering. And with the authenticity, authenticity of, the Brist, of the Bristolian citizens that are standing up, you can see that there's an authentic, counter rage from the police to say no we are in control of you you don't you don't get it you're not here to be heard you're here to be herded you know and you can see that shift and transition when you look at the you know the footage that is coming up from all of these protests you can hear and see the kind of victim testimonials the bruises just from the just the pure savage violence of the police and it you know it makes you wonder how insensitive the, this kind of like the police force is, and the, I guess the Home Secretary, because the Home Secretary is who um, ultimately runs and manages the police police force. So you could just see how so cruel and unsympathetic they are, considering a member of their force just committed mad atrocities, and now they feel like doing the same thing in the public eye to reporters and to yeah. to protesters. Yeah, like oh, bro, that's what you said. Like you know, the police aren't there to hit, like, for the for police to say something. Like, they're not there to be heard. They're there to be herded, and that's facts. That's literally what they're there for. But some of the footage I've seen over the last week and stuff, bro, honestly, like you could show me that, and then show me some of the protests that happened in America last summer, and I couldn't tell the difference. Like they were just so. Like even even the um, the reports are coming back with police saying that they're reporting you know broken noses and this and that and that and then also coming back and then and then it being founded that those are all lies mm. and they have to retract all their statements and it's like right like what narrative are they trying to are they trying to portray this like you know we're the ones that are being attacked and we're the ones that are being abused but we this is twenty first century bro we're seeing stuff live HD like they're getting 
Yemi, things are being live streamed. Like, this stuff's happening in Bristol, but we're seeing that shit live from London, Manchester, Birmingham. Like, you can't hide the truth no more. You know, we've, we've, we're, we're seeing you call, um, you know, speak to reporters and like thinking, you know, speaking to them in a justified manner until they're close enough and then you're grabbing them and like basically arresting them for what? For doing their job to get the news to then share that with the rest of society. Like, it's, um, it's, it's, it's worrying times, man. It's worrying times. I think it's worrying times. That coupled, you know, that particular thing coupled with, um, you know, the fact that we're in a global pandemic, or, well, we're apparently coming out of a global pandemic, but the, 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 the future is still not quite clear. It's very, very worrying. And, you know, from a country, like I said earlier, that likes to pride itself on having all these freedoms and quickly retracting those freedoms, you just think to yourself, well, if they can retract those freedoms so quickly, because I'm if I, you know, we'll type the Bristolians, because Bristol's always been known as a city of um, of rebellion, of uprise. You know, we look at the the protest last year when they tore down that slaver statue. Mm-hmm. Like Bristol has been about it. Bristol don't like Bristol. Don't talk. They do their thing. Yeah. Uh, shout out the Bristolians. Uh, shout out the Bristolians. Real talk. But um, yeah, like. It, it really just comes to a time where you think to yourself, like, well, bro, you know, the, when, 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 when do we all collectively say, nah, you know what, this ain't it, dog. This is this ain't it. it well, we just conscious it. urgency, that kind of mm-hmm. con- that conscious urgency amongst like the 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 people that are and then they face in the front of most of this unfair pressure. You know, when yeah. does that urgency when does that complacency cease and when does the urgency step in you know yeah. is it are we are, is everybody so caught up in that whole neoliberal me 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 idea that they everyone just waits until they're personal victims yeah yeah and this is it but this is it oh, there's, there's, a, there's a famous like i, I wouldn't say it's one but it's something like you know first they came for the the communists and i said nothing then they came for the Jews, and I said nothing. Then they came for this, and then, then and this, and, and it keeps going on like that. Then it said, yeah. for me, and no one was there to say anything for me. Like, it's something, it just, it just reminds me of that. Mm-hmm. Like, when will we, and I'm, you know, our, ourselves included, when will we say, you know what, this ain't right? And, and, uh, you know, and, Again, protest is such an important part of letting the government know that we as a people aren't happy with certain things. But we also need to start exercising our other rights. So that's again from 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 not in my backyard to writing to your local MP. Um, you know, what we we're, we're doing voicing our concerns and stuff via the medium of podcasts and stuff, just continue engagement of the topic you know mm-hmm. uh, I think is super important but obviously also, you know vis- the visible presence of protesting is super important as well um, and definitely you know we've been out like we've been out there in the protest uh, last year for things that we felt were very um, close to our hearts and stuff but this particular thing it's a bit you know it's more I think it's more um, pertinent in that these things are happening now and these things aren't based on 
ideological uh, visions of how we see ourselves as black people of the diaspora, all this kind of stuff. These are things that are happening to us as British citizens and certain powers and liberties are being taken away from us. Yeah. No. On a wide, wide scale, on a wide, wide scale. And it's, and it's, it's being done in a way where there's not even any finesse. It's like being done in front of our eyes. And then the censorship from the BBC has been like stark, remarkable. Like you would never ever be- believe that this is supposed to be an impartial, um, unbiased kind of outlet that belongs to the whole nation. The nation has to pay involuntary. You have to pay for TV license, you know, yeah. just yeah. for this news, this channel not to cover what's happening everywhere. Like, like there's real things happening everywhere. And they're not, they're not being covered by the BBC. So people aren't really getting that opportunity to have the news sink in as the news has been programmed to sink in. These yeah. Stories that are actually happening beneath our noses that we, we are having to break would usually be in the news for several days and in times, weeks and months. Like, yeah. there's not been a time when Britain, when the audit's pride has had a prime minister that has been mm-hmm. so scandalous to have more, to have lost their jobs, been fired many times, been and then been having have using misusing their position of power to not only have adultery adultery adulterous affairs but to also embezzle funds yeah on this whole scandal and it's um it's like this whole desensitization that the media are being ultra complicit in alongside today's government is going to have long-term effects and these long-term effects that they're going to have can either be that, you know, people are going to be, people in Britain particularly, are going to be much less equipped than their European peers in terms of, like, Scandinavian curriculums, which in Finland they, is known that they teach people how to actually accurately read news. They've yeah. made a curriculum to ensure that this fake news pandemic, which has kicked off in the American, the American... United Kingdom affair doesn't actually, you know, have as much as a poisonous effect on their states. So eventually, these people that are going to be, that are leading in these realms, in terms of the technology realm, in terms of new business in Europe, they eventually, you know, going to be able to kind of manoeuvre much more swifter than a majority of, the, of, of, of British nationals who soon will find out that they are also more isolated from the the European the European peers or our European peers because of Brexit as well, which is yeah. which has not been managed well at all since Boris Johnson to, um, came into power. So it's like not only is this Brexit being mishandled, not only are they are uh, Prita Patel, Matt Hancock, Donovan, Nick Rab. Boris Johnson being fine out to pretty much do use tax for personal personal purposes and mm-hmm. pretty much do commit fraud in terms of saying they don't know these people or not not really being given full disclosure on the nature of the relationships of people in which they're using their funds for. But yeah. our mainstream media that everyone's paying for is also letting them do this, being unchecked totally, giving them a free buy, like literally turning around. It reminds me of um when I was watching um, 
this film recently, this film with um, I think Regina King, is it? Not Regina King, sorry. Um, what, what was that one, bro? One Night in Miami. Um, it's not. It's not One Night in Miami. One second, I'll just quickly find it now. Um, but pretty much, it's um, set in a state where there's still segregation, and then um, they have to. Is I think it's called the Best of Enemies. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So basically, during that, when um, they're appealing, when um, an ant water is appealing to the like community council there's one particular guy that was called mr steel that would turn his seat around and it, because she's black and wouldn't it wouldn't it would acknowledge her that's like a, a a real thing that he would do in reality would actually like um literally ignore black um black members of the public when they were speaking at the council for making an appeal and he was like one of the judge on jury so turn his chair in public just to show just how much that um, they're complicit in in suppressing the black community. Whereas in this case, it's not just it's not the black community alone. It's a whole whole group that would be necessary might be grouped together through class per se. But it's even transcending class in many ways because there's much more people involved in this, you know, in this national deceit, in this national betrayal, we can call it right now, that's taken place. And and coming from here, it's hard to say that what will have to be done in order for this to to cease to stop happening. Like when is the how long is their next term due to last was it to under 2024? Yeah, I think the next general election is, I think, it might be, ooh, yeah, I think it's 2024, the next general election. Unless, obviously, one yeah. gets caught because of madness, but I think the next, like, official one that has to happen is 2024. Yeah. Like, well, last time people were banned from protesting. Like, this is like a film. This is like one of those films, you're like, Judge Dredd, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like Judge Dredd where, where the people you are banned from protesting. Like, you, they can't, say what's on their mind <laughs> they can't appeal it's scary hours man it's scary hours because like that that coupled with with like you know and obviously this might obviously split um opinions and stuff but that coupled with like the coronavirus bill being extended as well is it's scary hours man it's worrying because it's like you know we've been told that we have this roadmap and that the end is in sight but and it's, we're getting mixed. We're getting mixed signals and mixed messages from the the, the 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 people in power. We get stay at home, save lives, and now that's being turned to stay local, save lives. Mm-hmm. And then then we're being told the well, coronavirus will never be eradicated. It will be which you know I always I feel like most people probably always knew oh, that yeah. you're yeah. not going to be able to get rid of this. It's part of the society. It's part of the it's part of the fear of society like you know in 10 years time you probably will hear someone passing away and it'll be COVID and you'll be like oh shit like you know but I'm sure there'll be obviously circumstances to around it and stuff and I appreciate you know things will mutate and all that kind of stuff but I think one thing we know is that you know what was really surprising to me to yeah. discover the only disease that we've actually fully eradicated was measles yeah that's the only disease that vaccinations have actually fully eradicated yeah 
like, like you can't eradicate. You can't. You can never fully eradicate anything. Yeah. Like it's just a part of society. Is that chickenpox? Yeah. Imagine, chicken, for example, we know that most young people get chickenpox and adults. Obviously, it's a lot worse when you get as an adult, but it's not something that we can eradicate. Imagine chickenpox as well. You get phys- you have physical things on your body. Imagine yeah. like chickenpox was a new thing. Imagine everyone will stay at home. No one will leave us. No one will leave the house. For real. That you're going to get these spotty things on your body. You will never leave the house, bro. But, um, so it's... physical kind of idea of having a physical mutation or something. That's what people will be like, nope. Nope. Like, yeah, you know what? I can, I'll wait. I'll wait two, three years. Obviously, mm-hmm. the, the circumstances around this are obviously very different. And it's a lot more difficult to see. Obviously, we can see the numbers and stuff that the government show us and the news show us. But in terms of a physical thing, particularly when you when you look at the asymptomatic asymptomatic people, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, it makes this whole thing a lot more difficult to grasp and to to comprehend. And um, you know, we were saying like now that the vaccinations are being rolled out, you know, this is obviously a positive thing for society. And knowing that the seven groups, the seven high risk groups that Britain have have now been vaccinated, which accounted for I believe something around ninety nine percent of the deaths of COVID. Yeah, the roadmap that has been shown to us a couple of weeks ago should be should be going ahead. Viable, yeah. But then you know when then kids go back to school and then we're told again that oh now that kids are going back to school, coronavirus um, uh, uh, numbers might rise, so it might lead to like the roadmap being a bit skewed. Is that like, well? Surely you lot factored all this in already. So it's 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 I think it's um, what I start to call COVID fatigue. Yeah. A lot of I'm just tired now of of COVID, and you know some people are like, oh, but the deaths and stuff like that, and a hundred percent, a hundred percent valid. But we have to have real discussions now. Like, okay, well, what is it that we're going to do then? What is it that because people obviously want to live life as well. Yeah, you know, exactly. being alive and breathing is one thing, but you also want to live life. You know, you want to take your daughter to the cinema, or you want to take your your missus to a restaurant, or you want to go and spend time with your family in the park, whatever. But it's been a year and we've all sacrificed, everyone sacrificed something. There's no one in this country that can sacrifice something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and of course, always have to be sympathetic to the deaths that's happened due, due to this uh, virus. But then there has to have, come a time where we have to have a serious conversation and be like, okay, so what do we do next now? Like, what is it that happens next? Because surely we can't live like this. And this coronavirus bill gives the government, over, in my opinion, overzealous powers to to put us all back into essentially lockdown again you know come january next year when we think we're all but we're all out of the we're all clear and like nope something's happened everyone yeah. back in lockdown. back there you know? so yeah. it's, it's 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 you know it's one of the things i feel like we have to, we have, to have real serious discussions about this like everyone like you know because no it's not there's not one person that hasn't been affected so there's not you know you can't be i think this is the one this is the one topic or one thing that's happened in, probably, in the last like 30, 50 years that you can't be pathetic towards. Because yeah. it has an effect on everybody. So even little kids can say what they want. Can you imagine like kids in primary school and stuff that haven't been in school for a year and properly? Yeah. Like how much of an effect that has on them? Like mm-hmm. us as well, right? we've lived like, you know, you know, we're still young men, but then, yeah. Really, imagine if this happened during uni. How much, uh, how how shit our university experience would have been? Like, let's be honest. Let's keep it. But no one that's in uni now is having anywhere near of the time that they wanted to or they imagined that they were going to have. 
going off to university right now. These supposed to be the best years of your life, right? Exactly. So we have to have a real discussion about it, man. And everyone has to be involved. Like, there's no age limit. There's no race creed limit. There's no limit to it. Like, everyone has to be involved in this discussion, literally. And everyone needs to start. Like, we've all been told not to give. It feels like people don't want to give suggestions. Like, there's no stupid suggestion. I don't know. No one knows what works right now. So what's better than than that is coming up with an idea that could work. Like, we need some solutions. Like, even like us, like ourselves, like, like, it's not like we're trying to come out and say, this is what needs to be done. This like, because we all need solutions. Like, we need more people to feel confident to join the discussion. You don't have to be an expert to know how to add to, to making the system more efficient. You could be someone that, for example, knows how to find comb literally material. And just because of that technique, you can, you might be able to explain a method that might be able to be applied somewhere else in a different realm that just through sharing it with someone else, that person yeah. might be able to then take your idea and work on it, you know, because I didn't right. think, you know, we're being told that we're all against each other here, but what's there to be against when this world is made whole for all of us? Like, yeah. like we're not fighting each other. This is not, there's no need. There's never really been this kind of like war for each other. It's only through that whole lack of respect and self-respect for oneself that lack of self-love that people really want to start, you know, feeling like, oh, this person's an enemy, this person's a hater. Lots of people that actually feel confident in themselves don't think about their haters. Think about their enemies. Nothing. They're actually thinking about how to improve their life. Like, you know, and most people, I would assume, are looking for a better quality of life. So at the end of the day, the solution that they have for your, themselves to live a better quality of life can likely support <laughs> giving this sort of ecosystem a better quality in general. So it's just like losing that fear and like like getting rid of that kind of proneness to baiting for negative energy just because we felt bad once or twice about things. You know, it's like that whole, it's not, that whole is cool to be pessimistic, it's cool to be aloof and not care is, 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 a, is fake, it's a fallacy. It's that mm-hmm. apathy that is, and that complicit, complacency that is trying to be instilled into society today so that, they can yeah. be, so that society can be easily controlled. And I mean, with COVID-19, as you said, it's likely going to be a virus that lives with us forever. Mm-hmm. Had it been a physical virus that had physical effects, like that had given again, people physical defects, people would have reacted much more different to it. Whereas, like mm-hmm. other diseases that have been dealt with vaccinations covid is never going to disappear but what is different compared to covid and other diseases that need vaccination is that global governments and global powers that be have had the opportunity for once to get the globe the world to start behaving in one particular way so this whole global lockdown gave all global governments a chance to identify themselves and to re-identify and re-establish power over those that are being ruled, you know, mm-hmm. on a global level. So this test one was a definitely good, successful one in terms of getting the whole world to adopt a new behavior all at the same time with possibilities to people who aren't buying into a particular world. Because when we look at how we'll say powers that are coming up to superpowers have decided to take on the pandemic is really different 
from how Europe has approached it and America has approached it and the USA per se, as well as how the Southern Americans have had to deal with it, being that they're like <laughs> at the back seat and not receiving as much medical support from the rest of the what is considered first world and where these nations are getting the vaccine, they're not actually supporting the countries that are suffering from COVID that are, that are not getting the vaccine. So it's like, they've done a global pandemic and kind of forced the world into a lockdown. Mm-hmm. Then they've forced the world into a search for the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Now that vaccines and solutions are being made, then they're trying to force <laughs> people to pay for this vaccine at, un, at a crazy price. Yeah. It, 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 is is it's a trick, <laughs> you know? and, and that's obviously a lot of moral issues and a lot of questions. And we have to ask that: Well, if we're all suffering with this together, how can we charge other global citizens for for this vaccine? You know, um, that yeah, that I think that definitely something that we 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 should discuss and explore further because there's a lot of moral questions that we need to ask ourselves. And you know, I know that people are saying that well, this is when the when capitalism comes in and where people like you know your your rich your Bill Gates and stuff come in and buy a bunch of these vaccines and distribute it to other countries through their philanthropic um, uh, uh, companies or whatever. But that shouldn't it shouldn't even come to that point. It should be you know countries will say you know the poorest countries in the world you know in Africa, Asia, South America, Europe um, will say oh you know we need X amount. And then obviously the, the, these companies that are producing them will, will obviously produce them and then distribute them fairly. It shows that it should be there should be no price tag on it. I, I appreciate it costs to the only price that should be on it is the cost to make it. After that, it should all be written off. They also like, taxed this time around as well. They use yeah, tax to, to develop this tax. They use taxpayers' money to develop the vaccine. Yeah, exactly. Not exactly. Now they want to charge the people that paid for it. To be made, so, yeah. Of course, obviously, you and I, people like you and I, who live in a country that has free, free healthcare service for, well, for as we speak, you know, we will have to. But, you know, there's countries that don't have that. Like I don't know how it's working in America. I'm assuming they're getting it for free in America, but um, you know, there's countries that just have their healthcare system isn't as polished, well, polished or like as 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 uh, organized as you know ours. So how know who knows how they're being distribu- distributed? I know from um, from like a, a in like particularly in Ghana, I know they were they were the first country to get um, f- free vaccinations from some initiative called Ecovax or something like that. Mm. Uh, and they got six hundred thousand samples, and they finished those samples within a week. Mm-hmm. So that's done now. So that six hundred thousand is done. So that's they've they've vaccinated six hundred thousand again. You know, and it, and you know, fair play to Ghana. They they were distributing it through all sorts of things through like drone and through this and that. So you know, they got it. They they tried to stretch it as far wide as they possibly can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but like yeah. So it, you know, there's obviously a lot of questions that need to be had around that because very very um, suspect when we're all in this we're, we're all supposed to be in this together. But now that the vaccine is there, people want to be bougie. And yeah, want to pretty much. Be stingy with, with, with the thing. Sauce. You know? Yeah, they want to be stingy with the sauce and then they want to also be fraudulent <laughs> with things just like PPE. <laughs> so how can we trust? 
Bro, how can you trust? Like, I'm sure if they did a poll right now, like in terms of uh, trust in government, it should be, it, it would probably be the lowest in, in what they like to call peace times. This would be the lowest, lowest uh, trust in government in peace times. And if it, if it isn't, it just shows the, the sheer matrix that, you know, a lot of people in this country live in. in this like, you know, that they, they see that this, this government, this particular government, this particular government well, can, can do no wrong. Pretty much, isn't it? Yeah, scary hours, man. Very, very, very scary hours, man. Very. Who knows what's next? <laughs> the news definitely made us do that.